Well, how many are excited about Christmas? How many love this season? Just raise your hand if you, lo- if you truly love this season. Come on, Raquel, go public. I know. She, my, my daughter right here, Raquel, plays Christmas songs in June, okay? So she loves Christmas season. Um, I, and I always remind her, please, can we turn that off? Can we listen to something else? Because Christmas is, is great. I love it. I love what it represents, which is Jesus. Jesus is the reason for the season. Uh, and please don't be like some of these people that you'll greet at the store that will tell you happy holidays. Please tell them Merry Christmas to you. Uh, yes, exactly. Because that's what it is. It's about Merry. It's about Christmas, the Christmas season. So <clears throat> the, the important thing is that we can't lose our bearings at this time of the year. It started on Black Friday and probably a few days before that, where we can start getting our mind pushed away from what this season truly represents. How many still get an old-fashioned newspaper? Anybody here still get an old-fashioned newspaper delivered to your house or, or buy one? I know most people don't nowadays. They, they get their news on the Internet. But on, 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 on Black Friday or Thanksgiving Day, I think it is, I forget which one, but they send you an edition that's that thick with all the ads to Macy's and, and Costco and Walmart, you name it. If they're a store in business, their flyer is in there. How, how many know what I'm talking about? You've seen these. And, and you go through them and see, well, is there anything I need to buy or anything I can take advantage of? But it's that type of thing that can help or cause you to lose sight of what is most important. See, get, getting gifts for your family members are great. Writing out the Christmas cards and passing them out to your family is great and wonderful. Going to Christmas parties for your workplace. I had one at my workplace on Friday. They're great. Going to Christmas ornament parties. Maybe you've heard of such a thing. Those are wonderful. But don't forget about the reason for the season. Amen. Amen. These can be wonderful, wonderful times, but they can distract us. From Christmas, the true meaning of Christmas. I want you to uh, turn in your Bibles, if you want to join me in reading from the Scriptures, the book of Luke in the New Testament. It's Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Dr. Luke, as he was known back then, he was a doctor. Dr. Luke, chapter 2. And I'm going to read verses 1 through 20. You don't need to stand with me just because it's it's a long passage here. But starting in verse 1, listen to these words here. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinus was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. Verse 4, so Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, 
Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it is still true and alive today, 2,000 years later. We thank you, Lord, that a baby boy, Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, was born and introduced to humanity, the Savior of the world, the Lamb of God, that would take away our sins and bring us salvation, that he was born into this world. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and just tell him, Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen. Amen. He is the reason for the season. But listen, did you catch what was happening there? Jesus was born in a manger. He wasn't born in a nice big hospital. He wasn't born in a nice huge home. This was an uneventful event, really, in, in, the, in, in that time span, in the history of, of mankind. It really was, at that moment, an uneventful event. We know now it's the greatest event that ever occurred. But at that moment, it was just some shepherds and a couple in a cave. Basically, that manger scene, if you go and study the the history, he was born in a cave. The manger was in a cave. Now, I've been to Bethlehem in the Middle East and went to that exact spot they say was the birth of Jesus Christ. It's now covered up with a church built on top of that cave, but you can actually peer in there. There's a hole marked with a star, and you can look down into what they say is the cave where Jesus was born. Now, how do they know that? I don't, they, they say a lot of things, but the, the main point of that is that he was born in a cave. So when you picture a manger, it wasn't just an open field. It was in a cave protected from the elements. Amen? Because they had to protect this little baby and Mary and Joseph from the elements. So they were in this cave. No fancy place. It wasn't a holiday, and it wasn't even a Motel 6. They didn't even leave the light on for Jesus. He couldn't even find a place. He couldn't even find a place that, that night to be born. But there, in this place, the light of the world was born in that night. Amen. The light of the world was born in the night. The birth of Jesus was prophesied hundreds and hundreds of years before he was ever born. If you look in the book of Isaiah, in the Old Testament, chapter 9, there's, there's scripture references prophesying the birth of Jesus. He was prophesied all along. The Bible is all about Jesus in the Old Testament and the New Testament. It centers around the principal character of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Now, on this particular cold night, nothing spectacular happened. The Bible does tell us there was a star, and that is what the wise men saw, eventually saw. Did you realize this? You know, we see this, the movie, we see plays, we see uh, stories told about the wise men being there at the birth. Do you realize that they weren't there for two years? Do you realize it took them two years to show up to the birthplace of Jesus Christ? They saw the star, they, these, these wise men, and they showed up when Jesus was two years old. That's historical right there. A lot of times we, we, we don't know that because of what TV, what, what uh, movies have taught us, that they're right there with the shepherds. The shepherds were there at the birth, but not the wise men. 
I just thought I'd throw that in. That was for free. Amen. But here again, it was in the middle of nowhere. There's a scripture in Zechariah that says it this way. In Zechariah chapter 4, do not despise these small beginnings. Have you ever said to yourself or said to your spouse or your family member, oh, this is nothing. It's, it's nothing. I, uh, you know, you're starting something off and you, and you give it no credit. It's, well, this is nothing. The Bible says do not despise small beginnings. You never know what God's going to do with something small. See, that event that took place over 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, they didn't know at that time, these shepherds, they, they didn't know, not even Joseph and Mary were truly sure of what was going to happen. They just knew something special was happening. Obviously, from the miracle pregnancy, from the Holy Spirit and so forth, they knew something special was going on, but they didn't know the extent of what was happening. Amen. It's not like they had some divine knowledge at that moment. You have to understand, they're trying to figure this out just like you and I try to figure out our daily life. Amen. So they're, they're, they're thinking, well, you know, I, we know that the prophet Zechariah said, do not despise small beginnings. And, and they're living this out. Mighty things have come from small beginnings. Mighty things have come from small beginnings. But here's the question I have for you today. Just as Joseph, as we read, knew the house he belonged to. The scripture said he belonged to the house of David. Do you know the house you belong to? Do you know the spiritual house that you belong to? At this time of the year with Christmas fast approaching and actually one more weekend to get your shopping in. Some of us could get caught up in belonging to the house of Macy's, the house of Walmart, the house of Costco, the house of Target. You can get caught up in belonging to some house that you really, when you come down to it, it's not important. It's not important. The important thing is that you know that you belong to the house of the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Each of you belong to the house of the Lord. Jesus Christ came to this world so that he could see you sitting in a church, be connected to other believers. Yeah. Why? Because he wants to see you one day again in heaven. He wants you to grow. And we only grow when we're together. Yes. We don't grow to, by ourselves. We grow when we're together. Amen? Amen? We can lose sight of the fact that Jesus is the reason for the season when we're too busy taking advantage of those 50% deals at Walmart or Macy's and on and on and on. Let me just point out four quick points to you, which I believe are on your outline there, but... Spiritual preparation, what do I mean by that? Because this season will take you away from what is important, because of the things I mentioned, company parties, family parties, family get-togethers, the, the relatives coming over that you see once a year on Christmas time, and, and you got to get that extra gift for them, and, and, and then your mind gets all wrapped up in all these things. You, have to, you and I have to prepare our hearts spiritually Prepare your heart spiritually. Lord, I'm ready to receive you. Help me not to get bogged down with all these things of, that I have to do at, at, at these stores and these gifts that I got to buy and where's the money going to come from and, and all that business. Because we get so wrapped up in trying to make everybody happy at the expense of forgetting that I should make my Savior happy. Amen. Amen. Prepare your hearts at this time of the year. 
The Savior is coming. Focus on the Savior. Amen? Amen. Are you preparing a place in your heart for him during the season? Or has he been shut out so far except for that one day a week on Sundays? Or, or just maybe on that Christmas Eve night or Christmas Day? Are you preparing a place in your heart Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Amen? God always helps us prepare our heart. When we take that step, as we know, towards the Lord, He comes running right toward us every single time. Take that time out of your schedule every single day. I know it gets busy at this time. I don't have to ask any one of you. Every one of you will tell me right now, Pastor Rick, I am so busy right now during this season. I am so busy. And, and, and the enemy knows that, and he wants to use that against you yes. to prevent you from having yes. communication with your Heavenly Father. So Lord, help us to prepare our hearts. Now this is what I want you to say after every one of these points. Say this with me. I belong to the house of Jesus. I belong to the house of Jesus. Amen. Let me hear you one more time. I belong to the house of Jesus. Amen. That's what the Lord wants to hear you say. That you belong to the house of Jesus. Not the house of Costco. Or the house of Elmer's Pancakes. Or whatever it's called. IHOP. International house of pancakes. That's what it was. Second point is arrival. Are you making room for the arrival of Jesus? See, Jesus wants you, each of you and I, to make room in our hearts, in our lives, for his arrival. Just as any woman here that has had a baby will tell you, there's a preparation that takes place. They call it nesting, don't they? They call it nesting. They, they start getting things together for the arrival of that baby. Are you making spiritual arrival plans for Jesus in your home? In your workplace, even? Wherever you go today, are you making plans? Are you making plans so that you can greet him as he arrives during this season? Because he's not just here on Sundays. He's with you every day, you, everywhere you go, amen? 24-7, 365, he's with you. He's with you in those dark, lonely moments when he sees your tears of suffering, when you're going through things that aren't fair. Because we know that life isn't fair. He sees that. He sees those moments of joy. He sees those moments of celebration with family members. Make room for him. Jesus wants to make room for him. He wants you to make room for him in your life. The problem is we can get too busy. Too busy. Let me ask you this. Is the inn or the shelter for Jesus here already? Or have you not made room for him yet? We have to make room for the Lord. Amen? Amen. I belong to the house of Jesus. I belong to the house of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And then thirdly, proclaim it. Once you know that, I mentioned, are you telling people Merry Christmas? You know, a lot of people like to say Happy Holidays. That's, that's what the world does now. Happy Holidays. Because they don't want to offend anybody, right? So it's happy holidays. Well, just tell them straight up. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And they're going to look at you kind of funny. Like, yeah, I know. That's what it is. Why am I saying happy holidays? Merry Christmas. You go to Walmart today. Merry Christmas. You go to Starbucks later. Get your, get your drink on, whatever that drink is. Merry Christmas. Whatever it is. Tell them Merry Christmas. Are you shouting 
the good news to people all around you. The, the birth of Jesus is here. Wow. Our Savior has come. Amen. He's brought us salvation. Are you proclaiming it? Yes. Amen. The good news is that the Savior is born. Or are we just going through the motions? Well, here's another Christmas. Here's another December. It'll be here before, you know, be gone before you know it. I'll just go through the motions again. No, no, God forbid. Lord, help us to proclaim it. See, the shepherds, when they heard of the news of Joseph and Mary, they came, they heard, and they began to worship, the Bible says. They worshiped. They began to proclaim that to all the people in that region. They began to share it. When, when, when you hear good news, you can't help but share it. You can't help but share with somebody yes. when you have good news. Yes. We should be sharing because we have found the greatest news in the world. Right. That is Jesus Christ is our Savior. Thank you, Amen. And because of that, I, I belong to the house of the Lord. Amen. I belong to the house of Jesus, the Lord. It's all the same. It's all good. And then our, our fourth point is rejoicing. This one is tough because... Christmas time, like with many holidays, birthdays, and we think of loved ones that are not here anymore. I get that. I understand that. And while that is difficult to do, to rejoice during times like that, let me remind you here that life happens all around us for every one of us. If you were to ask that loved one that is not here today, I can promise you this. They would have told you today, I want you to make the most out of your life. Yes. I want you to be happy. Yes. I want you to have joy. Yes. I want you to be filled with the presence of the Lord. Amen? Yes. Amen. They would tell you that today. They would tell you that today. Let me remind you here, when the wise men that I mentioned earlier, that I alluded to, when they came and showed up on the scene, if I didn't read that part of the scripture, but this is what the, the Bible says, that they first came to King Herod, and, and, king, and, they, and they were looking for the king, this, this coming king, Jesus. And when King Herod, who was this jealous man, heard that there's another king? Where? And they told him where he was supposed to be born. And that's when King Herod pronounced that every child from two years and under would be killed. That's where we get the fact that the wise men showed up two years later. So when they, they, they heard that, when King Herod heard that, he told the wise men... When you find him, come back and let me know where he's at. Well, they knew they weren't going to do that. The Bible says they took another route home. So, but guess what's happening during that time? When the wise men never went back to King Herod, King Herod said, hmm, I'm going to get those guys too. And he put out a hit list on them. He put a contract out on them. The Bible doesn't say that, but I can guarantee you he wanted to kill them as well. But here they were. Two years after the birth of Jesus, worshiping him in the middle of trials, they, they were looking behind their back. They didn't know who was back there looking for him. They were suffering. They were worshiping, though. That didn't stop their worship. In the middle of their trial, their tribulation, they began to rejoice and say, the, the Savior is born. The King of glory is here. God, you are so good. You have brought this baby that will become a man that will do amazing things in the kingdom of God. They were truly joyful despite what was going on around them. Question is, are we doing the same? 
And I guarantee you, none of you and I have a, have a contract out on us. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. And so it can't be that bad. Are you still going to rejoice today? Are you going to rejoice that Jesus Christ has come to be your Savior? Amen. Amen. So here's the question I would, I would say that if we can't find joy in our hearts right now, if we can't truly find joy in our, in our spirits because of this season, I would go as far as to say is, have you truly ever known the Lord? Have you truly ever received the Lord? Lord, help us. Help us to have a, a conversion experience. Help us to have an experience that brings us joy. Because I do know this, that when you receive Christ in you, yeah. you know, the Bible says this, and I, and I teach you this all the time, that he, he takes away your past, washes away that, those sins, those stains from your past, throws them into the sea of forgetfulness, never to be remembered against you again. Yeah. That right there, my friend, should bring you joy. Yeah. That brings me joy. It brings me great joy. Amen. It should, it should bring us joy every day. Yes. Even though today was not the day that I was born again, I reflect on that and I say, yes. thank you, Lord. Yes. Thank, thank you, you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, I think of the people in Mexico that we just ministered thank to, you, people that I helped lead to the Lord, and I say, thank you, Lord, yes. for Tony, for Carlos, for the individuals yes. that I helped lead to the Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord, that they have a new beginning. Yes. And when you and I do that, even though we're being persecuted, even though we're having struggles, even though we're having trials, yeah. temptations, we can still bring joy, amen, to the house of the Lord, amen. And we do this because I belong to the house of Jesus. Where do you belong? The house of Jesus. Amen. I love that. It sounds beautiful. Listen to the responses of the shepherds right here real quick. And then I'm going to wrap it up because we got some good food to eat and we got some goodies to pass out. Amen. But listen to real quick to what the shepherds did. Number one, they heard. They heard the message. They heard what was going on. They believed. They believed that this, this, this man, child, this infant was this savior. They believed. They obeyed. They went and attended to the babies. The baby, excuse me. And then they received. Do you know that when they were there worshiping Almighty God, just like you this afternoon, as you began to worship God, you receive from the Spirit of God. Yeah. You receive goodness. You receive peace, yeah. joy unspeakable and full of glory, the Bible talks about. You receive that. That's a gift that God wants to bless you with. But when you're not in the house of God or fellowshipping with one another... It's hard to have that peace in the middle of chaos at Macy's yes. or Walmart. Amen? Amen. They, they, they received. Then they testified. They began to tell others, come and see what the Lord is there. Come and see how good he is. Come and see who's been born. Then they rejoiced. They rejoiced. There's a rejoicing that comes over your spirit. A true rejoicing. Then finally, they praised. See, praising. Praising is what you do when you know who it is, we praise Jesus because we know who he is. Not for what he's done, for who he is. We praise him for who he is. He is the king of kings, the Bible says. The Lord of lords, the Alpha and Omega, the beginning, beginning and the end. He is who we praise. We praise him. The Bible says they returned praising God. Praising God. Let's you and I do that. We get out of work on Friday. Some of you are going, yes, Lord, hallelujah. 
Why can't you do that on Mondays? Let's do that on Mondays and Tuesdays. Let's do that every day. We don't have to wait for Friday. Or that day before our vacation begins. We should be doing that every day. People should be coming up to you and I, especially at this time of the season, and going, what is it that you have? What is that that light that you project? Why do you always have that smile, that joy? Amen. 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 And, And they did that because they belong to the house of Jesus. Amen. I'll just share this quick story. Um, so Friday, we had our uh, company party. And so the, uh, we received a, a, a small bonus from our, the presidents of the company. We have two co-presidents. And for every one of the employees, it was about 23 of us, 24 of us, they handed out a check, and then they said something about that person. So, you know, so-and-so, we thank you because... And it was kind of funny, you know, just a little quick blurb. And so I'm going, okay, I wonder what they're going to say about me. So... Finally, they call my name and say, Rick, you're, you're like Mr. Rogers. We want to live in your neighborhood. <laughs> it's like, really? It's like, okay. And I received that. I received that. That was, that was hilarious to me because they don't know my past, but if they want to think I'm Mr. Rogers now, that's good. I'm, I'm good with that. And Mr. Rogers is the man right now, okay? Amen. But God is good, amen? Yes. God is good. Awesome. And, and he should at this time of the year bring you joy remember remember this Jesus is the reason for the season amen stand with me as we close this afternoon and receive this blessing today with outstretched arms let's lift our hands if you can right now with your heads bowed as I pray this blessing over you Father we thank you Lord today the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord, Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said...